You're listening to The Daily Lunch on RNIV Connect Radio. It's Jill Barkley and Marina here with you until three this afternoon. Now, Marina, it's time to take a look at the current issue of Closer magazine. What have you got first for us? Well, I actually have a couple of great articles, but we're going to start with the strange side effect of a loving relationship. So your mind plays some very strange tricks on you once you're settled down. Has this ever happened to you? You're out with your single friends and they point out an attractive man who's just walked by and your reaction is just, well, nah. Well, this would be down to the fact that you're loved and settled down. In a new study published in the Society for Personality and Social Psychology, researchers have revealed that people in long-term relationships automatically downplay the attractiveness of people they cross paths with throughout the day. The study conductors from Rogers and New York universities believe that our mind tricks tricks us into not noticing the people our single selves would be drawn to in a bid to keep partners from being tempted into cheating. Well, that's very nice of us. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we nice? Aren't we indeed? Um, Yeah, it's a really interesting article, actually. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm at an age now, Marina, where honestly, I just don't think I could be bothered. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? My mum always used to say, oh, if your father ran off with another woman, that's it. I would never darn another man's socks. And I used to think, gosh, I wonder what that means. Do you know what I mean? what do you mean? And you're young and you're beautiful. And, you know, she was such an attractive woman. I used to think, why do you feel that way? Now I get it. Well, no, you're still young and beautiful. Probably that's not the case. But yeah, sometimes you just can't be bothered. Even for single people, I think that's the case. Because you just get tired of noticing other people. and You just kind of wait for someone to come by and you don't want to think about it. I think as well, you know, it depends on your past experiences with relationships and how badly you've been hurt in the past. That's true. You know, I mean, I've had some really bad experiences, unfortunately, um, you know, and, and you know, cheating and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, you know, it, it can really, it can skew your viewpoint of, of future relationships, really. And sometimes I think you do kind of settle into a relationship and yeah. you think, well, actually, I feel safe here and I feel... And, and you know, maybe it's not the most exciting relationship. I'm not saying that about my own. <laughs> um, that makes it sound like if my husband's listening, He's listening yeah. don't worry, dearest. Uh, I'm not talking about you. But I, I know from speaking to, to people in the past about this that, that you know, sometimes it's, it's better the devil you know. Yeah, so 131 people took part in the research and those in relationships deemed single people less attractive than they normally are. This is because single people are perceived as potential threats to a relationship. On the flip side, both single people and loved loved up participants found individuals in a relationship better looking. Well, that kind of makes sense. (laughs) You would hope so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But on the other hand, I'm single. Does it mean I don't look that good? Uh, no, I don't think that's true at all. I hope no. so. <laughs> no, you're very pretty. We know you're very pretty. I, I think it's just, do you know something? I, I look at these uh, surveys sometimes and I think, you know, why are they conducting surveys like that? Because really, what does it add to anybody's life other than, you know, self-doubt? Yeah, that's true. So Dr. Cole, commenting on the results, said that misperceiving attractive people who represent threats to the relationship as less attractive may help people resist the inclination to pursue them. So (laughs) that's not really single people's fault. No, it's not. You know something, I... 
I wouldn't take part in a survey like this. Do you know what? Do you know what job I would love? What? And I don't know how you get into it. Being a food tester. <laughs> <laughs> how do you get into testing food? I, I mean, you know, that's the kind of job that I would just be. You know, I love my grub. Um, that would be my ideal job, food tester. Hmm. I don't actually know what my ideal job would be. That's a difficult question. I have to think about it. <laughs> well, I'd like to win the lottery and then be a food tester and not have to worry about <laughs> the money. You know, the money. Actually, yes. I think they're very well paid. I think right. so. Okay. okay. So probably you should look into it. Food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's you have next for us from Closer okay, Magazine? We're moving to the... Well, I love this one. I'm sure you're going to love it too. The dirty, the dirty truth about your handbag. So finding the perfect handbag can take a long time. We need to make sure that it suits us, that it makes us feel good, and that, of course, that it can carry out our baggage. However, it has recently been found in a study by the University of Colorado Boulder that our bags could have up to 10,000 different types of bacteria inside, which is more bacteria than in the toilet. Roxana Pelka, the partner manager of online cleaning company Helping, told the Herald Sun, the University of Colorado Boulder published a study that pointed out 4,700 different bacteria species live in the human hands. Our hands touch everything and certainly all the things you have inside your handbag also contaminating it. Now, if you think about all the things that you're usually in our bags, like phone, purse, makeup, food, keys, tissues, hand cream, and many more, the list goes on. It's no wonder there are so many germs. It was also found that leather bags are the worst for germs, and as the spongy material in, is uh, perfect for bacteria to grow and spread, we are ready to throw our leather bags. <laughs> like, I'm ready to throw all of my bags now. <laughs> Do you know something? I am a little bit suspicious because uh, our Vlad here, producing the shows today, now he gave you that story earlier on today he found this story and then he offered us chocolate from his bag and we we said no remember <laughs> yeah after reading the article and then had we not known about you know he he made a point of telling us about the article and then offering us the chocolate not offering us the chocolate then giving us the article yeah mm. so next time can we please <laughs> yeah yeah i'm suspicious now very suspicious but do you know something it is disgusting when you consider that apparently the chopping board in the kitchen is not as clean as your toilet seat really mm. there's more germs in your chopping board than it even is. even if you wash it every time yeah yeah Yep, absolutely. So, you know, you need to be really, really careful. And, and especially with uh, raw meats. I mean, you should have a separate board for chopping uh, vegetables and salads to chopping raw meats, uh, especially chicken. Oh, that's fair enough. Chicken is the worst. So I tend to put everything, you know, I'm luckily, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a dishwasher. So, you know, the things are pretty much sterilized in them. But you, know, you need to be really, really careful with your chopping boards and maybe, you know, give them a wee wash with, with an antibacterial kind of. I think I know what I'm going to do after the show. Show I'm just going to go to the shop and get a new chopping board for sure. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think I'm going to go and buy one of those bubbles, like a big hamster ball. We can go together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just live in a hamster ball. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, what's the next story from this week's Closer? The next one is for cartoon lovers. Finding Dory is first Disney film with a transgender character. Although there is more diversity and representation in TV shows, films and books, there is a still long way to go. 
However, Disney attempts to shake up its heteronormative framework with a new film that features the media empire's first transgender character. Ellen DeGeneres, who voices Dory in Finding Nemo and upcoming sequel Finding Dory, revealed that the clownfish will befriend a transgender Stingra in the July 2016 release. Well, I am excited about that. Do you know that'll be hilarious? I that think that's be hilarious. Yes. I think that's great. It really is. And I think, you know, um introducing you know, diverse subjects like that into children's cartooning in such a kind of subtle way, I think is, is you know, it's, it's educational, isn't it? It is very educational. I truly believe that we should represent everyone who lives in the world and no one should feel kind of that they're misrepresented. And a cartoon is a great way to do it. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Okay. Uh, well, very quickly, one last story then. Okay, so we're going to talk about Coronation Street fans. Uh, Corey wasn't the first soap he auditioned for before landing his acting role. I think everyone knows who Corey is. <laughs> so Shane Ward he has admitted that he previously auditioned for, the, uh, for other roles for different programs before landing his regular gig on Coronation Street. And before arriving on the cobbles as Aidan Connor in 2015, Shane has uh, let sleep that he auditioned for a role in Hollyoaks. Have, have you watched it? Uh, Hollyoaks, I used to watch Hollyoaks, um, but I don't tend to watch it anymore. Do you know something? I watch every other soap going. I just don't have time in my life <laughs> to, to watch Hollyoaks anymore because I'm, I'm watching the other three main ones. And then we have a soap up here in Scotland called River City, which is like... Um, a kind of bad version of Crossroads. <laughs> um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. So um, I don't have time in my life for any more soap operas. But I think it's even for the best. But for those who watch it, you should look out for that. Yeah, <laughs> what absolutely. he said is, I did auditions a long time ago, which was a learning curve for me. There was Holly Oaks, and I think Casality was one too, he told Digital Spy. So yeah, that's something new. That's something we didn't know about him. Absolutely. Well, there you go. He's actually very good as Aidan Connor in Coronation Street. So uh, well done to him. Anyway, listen, thank you very much for taking us through the current issue of Closer Magazine. And don't forget, if you want to get a copy, it is out now. But if you can't and you want to take a look online, it is, of course, a fully accessible website. As with all the magazines we feature here in the Daily Lunch, it's closeronline.co.uk.